RadioInfluence.com. Welcome to another episode of the Real Animals Podcast, which is always presented by my good friends at Contender Boat. Super excited today to get to spend a little time with a with an old friend from the industry and uh, somebody who has has done and is doing some super neat things in the fishing world here in Florida and around the country now. Um, he is the original founder of Gill's Apparel, and he is now tournament director extraordinaire on a bunch of different series. So we're going to talk about some Gill's Apparel here, and we are going to talk some tournament fishing. But first, Kent Hickman, how are you, my friend? Uh, I am doing fabulous, and uh, I'm just uh, enjoying Florida weather right now. I'm on vacation and uh, taking a little time out from the heat to talk to uh, my buddy, <laughs> Captain Mike. I appreciate that, my <laughs> friend. Are you, where are you at? Are you at the beach? Yeah, we're de- uh, the whole gang's down here at Anna Marie Island. Good for you. Beautiful place. We love Anna Maria, my family and I, so I totally get that. Let's, let's dive in here. Um, obviously... Those uh, in Real Animals Nation know how much the Gills brand uh, means to me these days as they have come on as a huge partner of mine, and I am absolutely in love with the apparel. Um, But for many, many years, uh, you know, Gills has been uh, the Breathe Like a Fish brand. Gills, it's been uh, building and, and, and growing and, and how did you yeah, evolving, evolving? Yes. How did you tell, <laughs> tell the listeners I'm, I'm, I, and I've never heard the whole story. How did, how did this whole thing come about? How did Kent Hickman one day decide he's going to get in the apparel business and, and, and design apparel, this cutting edge, this different, um, you know, I mean, how does that all just happen? Well, it's it's a little bit selfish, if I if I may, because I you may you know you know me well, but I'm a, a fair skinned uh, man, being <laughs> right. a ginger and all, right. and I was a tournament a tournament angler, and uh, fishing redfish tournaments, and even occasionally some bass stuff, and uh, you know I would spend you know several days preparing for a tournament on the water, and I just needed some really good sun protective clothing that was comfortable and cool. And I just started messing around with different ventings and different things with performance fabrics and just kind of fine tuned it. And, you know, really it all started for something I really, really needed myself. And then after I started to play with it, it sort of turned into a company, obviously, but the original goal was just um, more of a hobby and just to get something I, I could wear myself and be out long days on the water. I mean, I officially invented this in August in Florida uh, in like 2008 or something like that, preparing for an IFA Redfish tournament. And I was like, this stuff I'm wearing is just not cutting it. So I just started messing with different venting and uh, really was the first one to ever vent performance fabrics on the sleeves and the sides, which you, you may see as commonplace now in the industry. But I was the original person to do that once performance fabric started hitting the market. And I was like, I like these things. I like the sun protection. I like the, the, the lightness. I like the quick dry. I like all these things, but I, I needed some airflow. So we just started, you know, doing some experimentation with different airflow and fabric and still, you know, doing the same protection level that we were doing. And um, that's kind of where it all started and it kind of evolved from there. Really cool. And then when, when did you, cause I think, you know, there's, 
apparel, if you're in the fishing business, um, apparel companies just seem to come and go. So I don't, I don't, I don't remember the venting initially grabbing me so much. Obviously you noticed it, um, Uh because we were friends and and it's different. So you noticed it, but when did you, cause I think the first time that it really struck me, like they're really getting edgy and doing stuff different is when there was built in face masks with Uh breathability. That that was, that whole evolution. The original, the, you know, the original, original shirt had a built in, you know, buffs a different brand, but I mean, it's a face cover, right? And we put a, you know, I put a breathe hole in it and uh, attached it to the shirt. So it was all in one package. Gave you, you know, it even gave you a lot of um, sun protection on your neck when it wasn't up. So it's right. like a collar, but it was there when you needed it. And so the original shirt, which we still use that with a built-in hoodie and other things these days, uh, some of the original, original designs. And, you know, we have all kinds of designers and all kinds of people on our team now. So the original stuff is still hanging in there. And I think because we weren't just like a logo company with something like catchphrased and doing that, we actually had a functional product. And, you know, that was the whole premise behind everything was having function, a very functional product and and really did what we said it did. And so, you know, it just kind of went from there and, you know, we just, it opened up avenues to other things that we do now. And, uh, but the original stuff with the built-in mask and, uh, the arm vents and all that stuff is still still out there and still doing really well. So, 2008 or so, you you decide you're going to start messing with this stuff and, and and maybe put together your own shirts. At Absolutely. W- at what point? How long does it take from that point to maybe you sitting around after a boat show or a, a fishing convention somewhere and 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 selling the product? How long was it between the start to when you were sitting somewhere drinking a cold beer, looking around the booth at your buddies or employees or maybe, you, you know, your better half or whatever, when you were like, um, I think we're on to something. Like, this is really starting you to know, take off. It, it it was really almost immediate because I had come out with the design and I actually did the Frank Sargent show. And, I'm, and I know you've been to that a million times. Yep. And, you know, back in the day, that was the show to go to, you sure. know, especially in Central Florida. It was a big, big show. And we uh, basically I had a partner at the time. We basically sold out. I mean, we sold out and created a lot of friends and buzz about the product and and, you know, did a great show. And then I did another show and another show. And I had a career all these years. I was an industrial sales guy for, for years and years and had a wonderful job, a job that most people would want. And the company got to a level where I was like, all right, I either have to just close this thing up or quit my job and and really do this thing full time to see if we can make it work. And uh, that's not an easy um, thing to do, you know, that's real not when you, you when you've been, you had a nice fat salary for you know, two decades <laughs> and you're like, I'm going to quit my career and go make uh, a third of the money for a couple of years while I'm building <laughs> this product. So it really wasn't an easy thing to do, but, um, it really worked out, uh, just almost unbelievable because I was able to meet the right people and we have a very magical team. Now I call it magical because, you know, like one of my partners I met at a gas station and the other partner met him on Anna Maria Isla riding a bike. And, you know, it's like this magical team 
that that came together. Uh, none of us with any apparel experience. None of us, just business guys. And so we just put this thing together, and you know, it just one thing led to another, and we just started adding people to our team. And and really, we were smart enough to know that we needed experts and people that you know behind us in that respect because. You know, again, we were just business guys and we were doing what we knew, but we needed experts in the apparel world. And we, after, you know, and that, and that was a little, you know, it was a hobby from 2008 to 2012, 2013. It was just a garage thing and I was doing my other job and, and all that. And, and that's, you know, about 2013 or 14 when I said, well, I got to do something here. And, and uh, partnered up with some people and we just put a, we put together a really, really magical team of just some brilliant, brilliant people. I, I just sit in the back of the room in our meetings with a dunce hat on. These guys are so awesome. Right. And, uh, but I mean, our concept is still like <clears throat> the same concept and the same theory from what we started with, with function and, and, uh, authentic, being authentic and things like that are still the foundation for what we're doing. Sure. But we just needed the expertise of some of these guys that we brought into our team. Well, and I think, I think you, you did a great job designing apparel that was just that functional, uh, very useful for Florida fishing, um, good looking stuff that you could wear and, and want to wear. Um, cause I think that's important. Um, and I think the team that's at Gills now, um, is, is really impressive. The product, especially the product design group with the feel of some of the fabrics and some of that stuff to me has, has gone just crazy. It was always good, um, but I think it went to a whole nother level. Um, you know, bringing in some key pieces that were at some other large apparel companies before, adding them to Absolutely. the team. And, and yeah, I mean, you know, Julian McLean is just a... Um, he's a firecracker. Absolute madman. He yes. is. Yes, yes, he is a madman. He's, he's so passionate. And, and that's what I always talk about when I call magic. If, if you've sat, if you see like at our board meeting or one of our, our meetings, everybody is so passionate. Um, Jim, Jim Phelan's our president. He has done such a fantastic job of just finding the right people with the right passion. Nobody looks at this as a job. We're just like wanting to succeed with, making the product better, you know, and everyone's on the same page and everybody's happy. And we're just, you know, everyone's working really hard, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, they are, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm more of like a, uh, shareholder. I still help a little bit with design and marketing and different things through, through my redfish tour and all, all, all the other things I do. But for the most part, we brought in the right people the right passions there and expertise. And it's just been a, a really, really fun ride. Let me ask you, you mentioned running into somebody uh, on a bicycle on Anna Maria yeah. Island. Who, who is that? Who is that gentleman? That That's Randy. Uh, you know, Randy, our, our uh, main partner, Randy. So Matt, Matt Ford, my partner, my original partner was down here on the, and he saw Randy wearing a gills hat, which at Christmas time one year, I said, you know, with you buy a shirt, you get a free gills hat. Right. So he just happened to be on the Island and there's Randy wearing a hat. They would have never stopped and talked. They would have just, this was so by chance meeting. It's crazy. So that's why I always talk about this magic thing. You know, I just happened to see Matt at a gas station for the second time. And I've never seen him again since then, <laughs> you know, about right. he wanted to be involved in the company. And then Matt riding a bicycle and seeing Randy wearing a Gills hat, 
and uh you know and and randy you know had had some capital that we needed and uh that's when we we went out and found jim Phelan through some other connections who was with you know haynes and different companies over the years so you know the whole team just went just just built um real authentic the way we built the team and a lot of people with the same goals and and uh we're just you know it's it's been awesome yeah i'm a pretty spiritual cat and i believe that uh that's uh, that's touched by the good Lord Himself, bringing the right people together. No, Matt, I, Matt Ford, Matt I Ford, agree. yeah, Matt Ford is a, and again, I like the word magical. Um, so, but but Matt Ford is a, a phenomenal human being, um, top to bottom, right through to his core, just a, a great guy. Um, so, uh, you're a great guy. Jim Phelan's a great guy. Julian McLean is a madman, but I love the guy. He's just <laughs> he absolutely I, is. Yeah, I, I, every time I'm with Julian, I, I went. I went to Jacksonville to the to the headquarters there and shot a little piece with uh, with Julian, a, a tip of the week for the TV show. And I literally, I was walking out of the office building with my camera guys, and I looked at them and I go, "I'm just going to drop and do like 50 push-ups right now because I'm just like pumped. I'm like jacked. I just want to. I'm like, he's like this little thing yes. of like like a caffeine uh, B12 shot of of energy. It's, uh-huh. Yeah, it's really he definitely his passion rubs off on. It, it really uh, does. He's, he's and he is relentless, twenty four seven. So uh, he loves this stuff, and uh, it's, it's just been a, a great, great person to have on the team with us. Well, it's uh, it's incredible for sure. The website is gills gear dot com. Uh, phenomenal apparel, top to bottom. Incredible stuff. I love the new shorts. Uh, I think what they're doing is incredible. So, so gills takes off. Everything's good. Kent is good. How how does Kent Hickman turn into tournament director extraordinaire? How does that piece of the puzzle come into play? Well, uh, you know, I've been a in like sports promotion for I used to I was the president of a large mountain bike club. We built mountain bike trails. I started promoting mountain bike racing. I've done, you know, golf tours and all kind of stuff. And I when I got into tournament red fishing. Um, there just seemed to be a gap in, in, at the time in central Florida for, you know, just kind of some grassroots type stuff. There was, you know, some really high end level stuff and that was kind of all the guys had to, uh, fish. So I put together a small tour, West coast redfish tour, like Oh nine, about the same time gills and all that stuff, everything kind of happened at the same time. And, uh, it just turned into, we added the East coast. Uh, it was the Florida pro. And then of course our friends, both of our friends at power pole have been, uh, friends of mine for many years and very big supporter of me. And we just, because we started expanding outside of Florida, we, we call it now this the power pole pro redfish tour because we do tournaments from the Carolinas to Texas, to Louisiana, uh, and, and in Florida. So it's turned into, the largest redfish tour in the nation right now, as far as turnout goes. So we're, you know, we had over 500 anglers fish with us this season and we just had our championship, um, uh, last weekend, actually. That's why I'm on vacation (laughs) because, uh, running 11 redfish tournaments in a, um, a six month period is, uh, is a lot along with, uh, the other things I'm involved in. So I needed a little break from that, but, yeah, the redfish scenes, it's, it's fun. It's, uh, we, like I said, we have the support of Mercury. You have the support of, 
uh, power pole and a lot of other bull bay. I know you're a bull bay yeah. guy. I'm a oh, yeah. bull bay guy. <laughs> right. you know, just just a lot of friends in the industry have all come together with this thing, and and uh, you know th- that's got about a ten year run to it right now, and it just uh, it keeps growing and growing uh, through thick and thin. You know through um, you know the economies up and down and all kind of stuff. We've just we just run a really tight ship and and uh, have really good support from a lot of. Uh, friends in the industry so we are doing tournaments we do a couple versions you know we do uh the standard weigh-in you know tournament which is bring in two fish uh 18 to 27 inches and aggregate weight type situation but we also do a go live virtual tournaments and that's how we reach texas and the carolinas so they all go live on facebook facebook for catch weight release it's a nice conservation friendly tournament and it's a lot of fun. It's it's not even something I love that much, but the anglers love it, and they will not let me quit doing these go live so, tournaments. They so, sell out. So let me get this straight: Are you your tournament directing a tournament in Texas from Florida, or do you have to go to Texas in my living room? Wow. <laughs> so we we make everyone a uh, we make everyone an admin on our Power Pole Pro Redfish facebook page right and when they hook up they go live for the catchway release everyone has the same scale uh the goal is two eight pounders so they don't have to measure their own fish so it's real exciting when an angler does catch an eight and we did have a team catch two perfect dates one time out of about 20 tournaments now so it's very fun to watch a guy hang their fish and it hit dead zero eight you know because that's the goal and you know and that's basically an upper slot fish it keeps everybody from, you know, fishing for breeders and different things. It's still right in the same realm as the standard redfish tournament. And uh, the weights at the end of the tournament still looked, you know, 15-something won the tournament, you know, whatever. So we allow 40 boats per event in that, and it sells out months in advance. And it's just been a, a really nice addition to reaching anglers in the Carolinas and Texas and Louisiana, which we do Florida and Louisiana on the ground, boots on the ground tournaments. But we also reach all these other North Carolina, because, you know, I don't know if you know South Carolina, North Carolina, they have like a funny slot limit up there. It's 23 yes. inches or something like that. Yep. So these guys are real excited because they actually get to go fish for the standard tournament fish in this catchway release format. And so it's, it's just been a lot of fun. So we're able to reach uh, uh, with our, we do five weigh-in tournaments, which is like the standard tournament that most people are used to. And we also do, uh, we did six of the go lives with the championship, of course. So, you know, 11 tournaments total. So it's just, it's just, a, it's a nice way. It's a nice uh, way for the anglers. And we have thousands upon thousands of people watching these videos on our Facebook page. So it's a great platform for sponsors and anglers to reach everybody through social media. After fishing the tour for 10 years and getting a little frustrated with some of the organizations and, and, it's, it's stuff we could talk about for hours. Sure. Their their inability to understand how hard it was to grind to grind up sponsors, how hard it was to get them. I remember the FLW, uh, and I'm not taking shots. You know, when, when we were fishing the FLW right. tour, it was it was a great tour. But I was irritated. You know, if you made the top five one season, you had to wear their jerseys. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, uh, dude. <laughs> I'm finally going to get on TV here and you're going to put me in your Jersey instead of my guys who paid yeah. me to get here. 
Are you kidding me? So I, to me, the minute you said, you know, the go live thing, I thought to myself, man, what an opportunity for sponsorship right there. I could have sold that three ways to Sunday, man. That's incredible. Oh, it's, it's really helped the anglers with that because, you know, you know, right there, you can look at the reach and the views. I mean, our, after a go live tournament, our reach was about 150,000 people, um, which is a lot for a 15,000 uh, follower Facebook page, you know, yeah. uh, and it's, we've grown that org- organically for years and years. I've never sponsored an ad or anything to get, you know, fake likes, I call them. So everything on there is very organic and our reach and everything that's really true to form. So, you know, it's just been a, you know, we just keep tweaking it a little bit. It's a little raw. Uh, you know, it's fun. I mean, it's, it is anglers using cell phones, <laughs> sure. uh, but we do training videos and we do things to keep everybody in line and they've gotten better and better and better at it. And so, uh, I mean, they just love it. Uh, like I said, I, I, you know, it's not my favorite thing. It's actually easier for me to go run away in tournament. Uh, you know, I just let them go and weigh their fish in later. Right. And, you know, but I'm here, I'm monitoring up to 300 videos and calling people, go, you know, you know, sometimes DQ and people for, you know, just, you know, there's just certain rules like in any tournament, but yeah, overall it's been very uh, error free situation. So it's been a lot of fun for us. Sounds like fun. So one of my questions that I had, had written down for you, what, what in your opinion is the future of redfish tournament fishing, and I'm not, I'm not sure you just didn't answer it, but uh, you know what? What do you see? What do you see coming down the pipe? Is there, is there without you maybe giving away something that you're sitting on to to or working on? You know, I'm not um, trying to do that, but you what? Know, it's it, it's a great question because it's it's probably gonna in some ways stay very similar to how it's been as far as formats because. It is fun to, you know, actually go to the weigh-in, the captain's meeting, the launch, I, I used and all to that love stuff. It, I mean, yeah. that's, you know, that's still a, um, a fun thing. Yep. But, um, you know, we're just adding a little something to our tour. We're, you know, the other thing about the Go Live, it's a honey hole tournament. So you don't have to put in it um, at a ramp. Uh, you, you literally, like, the, the first one we have coming up is the west coast of Florida. It's the Gulf Coast. So we have guys going head-to-head everywhere from Charlotte Harbor all the way to Destin, uh, both trying to catch two eight pounders. So it's just fun to watch because, you know, you know, this guy's, this guy won in Charlotte Harbor and this guy got second in Panama city, you know, so it's really fun like that. Um, you know, uh, the industry itself is probably doing okay right now. Um, there's, there's, it's not a huge, there's not a ton, ton of professional say redfish guys, if you want to call it that. But there is enough, and uh, the inshore market's such a such a huge market. Whether it's you know, and red fishing is just one way to access uh, that market. So it's just a, a you know, there is some bigger things coming out. I mean, there's you know, there's the Bassmaster Redfish Cup deal. It's a televised deal that started last year. That's that's a lot of fun. Ryan, um, there's just some other things. Ryan, that, Ryan Rickard, the big that Ryan. Ryan Rick, yeah, Ryan won. <laughs> yep. And uh, he took advantage of that situation, and he he did awesome, and it was really fun to watch. So you know that's going to happen again in November, and uh, you know there's a couple other people um, starting to talk about doing some other things. So you know it's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's not real expensive. We keep our tour pretty pretty reasonable. I mean it's 400 to enter for per event, but 
you know, you're winning somewhere between 10 and 20,000 bucks. It's a hundred percent payback. And we have incredible real contingencies. We give about another 10,000 back in contingency guaranteed at each tournament. And you, you being a redfish guy, you know, contingency, when you hear that, sometimes you're like, yeah, whatever you gotta, you gotta win. You had to buy a membership and all this stuff. This is guaranteed somebody in the tournament for Mercury and Lawrence and other people that sponsor us is going to get that money period. Right. And so we have some incredible people that are uh, helping us do that. And of course, you, you know, Yamaha power pay, we're, we're the only tour out there that Yamaha and Mercury sponsor Oh wow! Uh, because of our turnout. Yeah, that's uh, great. So it's, it's very interesting that that goes down. Yeah. And so we have a pretty good relationship with that. Well, and, and you know, part of my frustration, I think with, and a lot of guys who, like yourself, you know, fished back in the day. Um, you know, I was at the very first IFA Redfish tournament in Jacksonville. Yep. Um, Absolutely. I wasn't even a captain yet. I was just, you know, knew a guy that had a ranger boat, a captain that wanted to go down there um, and, and get in it. And I could afford the entry fees and wanted to compete. <laughs> and, you know, right. but it, I think the, the, the struggle for some of us was always that, you know, no matter how hard we tried, you couldn't, there just isn't enough draw on the redfish side for it to, to pay like where you can just be like, you know what, like Bobby Lane or Chris Lane or Shaw Grigsby. I can't just, you know, what do you do for a living? I fish tournaments. You just can't, you can't, you can't (laughs) do it. And that's, that's very true. But, but what I, what I have you know, I used to think to myself, you guys are crazy. Uh, Ryan Rickard and I, very, very close friends. Jeff Page, very close. I'm, I'm friends with a lot of guys who still fish the tours pretty hard. And I used to think, man, you guys are knuckleheads, you know, because it just, it, it's not going to, it just doesn't pay like, you know, I mean, there's bass in all 50 states. I mean, there's obvious reasons that bass and fishing no, is so right. popular. 100%. Yes, but I think those guys that are still doing it, what I respect so much about them, what I respect so much about you for continuing to push this evolution of redfish tournaments is, is it comes from a place of just true passion for red fishing. And that part, Absolutely. that part, a guy like me, I a hundred percent get because good Lord knows if I won the lottery tomorrow, I would be spending a lot more time on the tournament trail because if I didn't have to worry about, <laughs> you know, making sure the bills were yes. paid back at the house, I would be in Louisiana to fish a redfish tournament. You know, um, Ryan Rickard would have you a know, new partner. We we are really big, and, and uh, because it, this is, you know, the redfish tour is not like a huge money making uh, thing for me or anything like that. It's never been that way. I've, I've never set it up to be that way. I set it up to be a platform for my. Um, for anglers and sponsors to showcase their skills and what have you. But, you know, we, so having said that, um, we are very conservation friendly. Uh, we basically only have winter tournaments with the survival rate of redfish is much, much greater in a live well. And, Absolutely. you know, all our stuff catch, catch and release, of course. So everything we have uh, is, is matter. And, and I have the numbers cause I work closely with the FWC. We we've caught over 2000 redfish in the last two or three years and zero, zero fatalities. Every single one was released because <clears throat> we, we send in that in and we, and we started doing that 
you know, because, you know, if you have a June or July or August tournament, which nobody wants to throw artificials for redfish in the summer anyway, but if you did, carrying them around your live well, you know, the survival rate, and maybe you only lose three or four, but it's three or four too many. Sure. Um, we also do not let people burn the flats. You know, we have a two-week window where you cannot search for schools of redfish on plane, uh, you know, running shorelines and, and ponds in Louisiana or islands or whatever and doing that. Cause that gives the sport a black eye also. <clears throat> so, you know, we, we really try to lean on the conservation side as much as we can. And, of course, with the go-live format, that's a catch-ray release or immediately release. So, you know, everything we're doing is really leaning towards that because that's very important to me. Well, and that's great. And and I think, you know, that so many things have come so – we've come so – so far in what those things we didn't know, you know, 20 years ago, 20 plus years ago, when we first started fishing redfish tournaments, we, you know, the, the, the live wells now and, and just things we know that we can do to help those fish, you know, handle that situation better, uh, getting more live releases. And and I want to, I definitely want to commend the anglers, and again, I know a bunch of those guys, Jeremy Himes, and they're they're phenomenal, phenomenal fishermen. The way they adapt to those different fisheries on the fly, real quick, <laughs> exactly. it's it's crazy. They're super talented. Um, and there's a reason that I film when I go to Louisiana. I film with Ryan Rickard because he's that uh-huh. dialed into the Louisiana fishery that. I don't have to necessarily, although do I do have some guys I fish with that live there as well, but you can go out there and shoot a show with Ryan Rickard because he's dialed into that fishery so much, which isn't easy to do being a Florida-based and, guy. You know, Ryan really put his time in, and I tell it to everybody, there's always a lot of guys that come in the industry and they're looking for shortcuts and different things. I'm like, there is no shortcut. No, no. <laughs> the only shortcut is going and spending time on the water and getting your butt handed to you a handful of times and not giving up and learning and learning and learning and just putting years on the water. And there's just zero shortcut. I mean, yeah, you can get lucky here and there, but I mean, to consistently be good, you have to put your time in. That's all there is to it. Well, and I think you can be, I think you can be consistently good and not win. Oh yeah, I had a whole I had a whole year. I never won a big one in ten years of fishing the tour. I never won a ch- I never won. Well, I won a, a redfish pro am, um, but other than that first place, I never finished first in any of the big events. None of the IFAs, none of the FLWs, none of the ESPN Cup stuff. And I had a bunch of top tens, some top fives, some top. And I had one season that I never ended up outside of the top twenty. Uh-huh. And I think we fished, I fished six or eight events and they weren't even all on the same tour. So it didn't even end up, I didn't even end up a team of the year, uh, that year. <laughs> right. But at the end of the year, when I sat down and looked at what we had accomplished, I thought, man, it's, you know what? That's a heck of a year. If you can top 20 against that field. And I don't know, uh, hopefully the listeners understand how hard it is to win those. I mean, you look at a guy like Ryan Rickard and, and, uh, we're, we're actually scheduled to do a podcast with him here coming up soon. Um, you know, he's got like, I don't know how many second places and third places and fourth place finishes. I mean, the right. poor guy felt, and I fished with him in a couple of events that we did well, but didn't do that well. And I just always felt bad for him. And I don't know that people understand how hard those th- things are to win. When you go back to the days where the Watts brothers had dominant, dominant seasons, where they just absolutely 
killed it. Rick Murphy and Jeff Page, and and uh, uh, you know, yeah. there's there's been some seasons where guys put up some ridiculous amount of wins and numbers, and against that field in multitude of conditions and in, in environments and fisheries, that's so hard to do. It's everything has to go right. It, it really is, and I I tell everybody uh, when they do win, and we've had several first first time winners, you know, over the years. Yep. And I said, Hey, I said, Hey, it's okay to brag <laughs> and toot your horn. I go, cause this may never happen again. So enjoy this win. Uh, it might happen a bunch more times, but there's a chance it'll never happen again. It's that hard to win these things. And we, you know, we're averaging 70 boat fields in our tournaments. And so it's really, really difficult uh, to do that. So you get a guy that's some, a multiple tournament winner, you know, he's really, you know, all the guys I can think of really, really have put their time in and, uh, and just, you know, that that's what it's going to take. Um, and, you know, and, and, and maybe even a little luckier than the other guys, you know, cause like you said, some of the best anglers, some of the guys that won team of the year, even this year, uh, didn't have any wins, you know? Yep. Um, so, yep. you know, that's, uh, you know, you, you have to split that up the way you want to team of the year is a big, so our the top two in our team of the year this year gets to represent our tour in the um, Bassmaster Redfish Cup in November. So we'll have two teams that go uh, to that event that red that um, qualified through the Powerful Pro. Nice. Do you think at some point, and I'm just asking maybe as a favor for a guy like me, because I'm pretty sure Kent. I mean, I'm 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 positive that the day before the tournament, I won at least three or four. Like the day before. <laughs> so is there any of way course. we could is there any way we could kind of go back in time and maybe, you know, give me some kind of some kind of hey, can we get all the guys who won the tournament the day before all together and put us in a big room and give us plaques or something? I mean so that's that's what <laughs> yeah, I Yeah, mean. a lot of people win free fishing, that's for sure. That's uh that's a that's a running joke for sure. They're yeah. catching fifteen on pre fish day and, and seven on tournament yeah. day, but yeah. uh you know, it, it, it's just one of those things, but you know, that, that, you know, I've been fortunate enough to win a handful of times and I remember how easy it was, <laughs> you know, just laughing and joking stuck to, you know, seven and a half pounders in an hour. And then the days that I brought in two twenty enters where I've made 500 casts and just had no clue what I was doing, you know? So, you know, it just, it's just funny how it works. You know, sometimes you feel like you really know what you're doing. And then the next day you come out there and like, why am I even doing this? I feel like I have no clue what I'm doing now. Right now. hundred percent. The, the uh, highs and lows of tournament angling, you know, the Southern redfish tour pro-am that I won. I don't even remember what year it was now. Um, but it was out of Ruskin. I was guiding there every day and at like, Three o'clock in the afternoon, two forty-five, whatever it was, I had two twenty-inch redfish in my live well, <laughs> and I seriously was like contemplating not going to the weigh-in. Like I'm going to put my boat sure. on the trailer and head for the house because this is my backyard. I've been on fish all day, and I could not stick two good ones to to save my right arm. It was unbelievable. And then, and and I tell people all the time, turn especially the tournament guys. I'm like, never, ever, ever under any circumstances, stop casting. Never give up because you don't know what will happen. So the, 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 the pro-am, the amateur in my boat, was the lumber manager at Lowe's. And he asked for entry fee for the tournament for his birthday present from his wife. And he was hoping <laughs> that he would draw me, because it was a, a draw, so that 
we could fish together. He had won a rod and reel on the radio show from us. Uh-huh. And he was fishing with that rod and reel. I mean, literally, like they called his name out after my name, and he let out a little squeal at the little party the <laughs> night before. And I thought, oh, dear God, what did I get myself into? And he was so right. happy. And he hadn't caught a fish, like, all day. Like, he was just struggling. Good, super guy, good little fisherman. He just, I mean, we were. I was on a bunch of fish that weren't chewing. I just, it was crazy. So I had decided I was going to run up on this flat where there was usually a lot of cobia that time of year. And I thought, you know what? It's his birthday. I'm going to run up here on this flat quick. I'm going to stick a cobia, and we're gonna. I'm going to take it and clean, flay it up for him, so he's got at least some fresh cobia to take home for his birthday and and all that. <laughs> and as I was pulling in on this flat, the great John Oliveria was coming off of that flat, and I uh-huh. I looked at my amateur and I said, uh, "There's a reason that John is here. 100 uh-huh. percent a reason that John is here." And as I passed John and got up to the area I wanted to fish, there was two or 300 redfish swimming around in the sand. And I stuck the first one, and we had about 14 minutes before we had to be back at weigh-in. Luckily, weigh-in was right around the corner. It wasn't far from the boat ramp there in Ruskin. I stuck the first one, threw it on the board. It was 26 and 7 eighths, and I grabbed this poor kid around the shoulders, and I'm like, we need one more. I got to have one more. And I literally jumped up in the tower of my boat. I, I turned the boat around, and I'm like, dude, there's, there's six of them sitting 20 yards out in front of us. All you got to do is make a cast. He made a cast. It was a high tide. I'm yelling at him to let it, this gold spoon sink. I said, okay, just twitch it. He twitched it, and this fish heart punched it. He got it in the boat, and he was 26 and a half. And oh, we, wow. uh, we get to the weigh-in, and I am absolutely freaking out. And it turned out that we beat John Oliverio in that tournament. He finished second <laughs> by a very small oh, margin. Wow. Yes, and uh, uh, John still talks to I me, which is stories. good. Yeah, yes. but yeah. I, I tell people, whatever you do, don't stop. Don't stop fishing. Because you never know. That's what I learned at that event alone was never, never stop. You know, I've covered the, the waters a lot. I feel like you guys were up near the kitchen somewhere for some reason. Not far. We weren't, we, weren't, we weren't far from there. That's <laughs> You're very a good. little south of the kitchen, weren't you? <laughs> powers of deduction. Just powers of deduction on your part. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. So uh, that's awesome. Well, yeah, that's... Uh, you know, it's those are the those are the kind of days though that keep you coming back. You know, it's that time you do you do hit the home run and you do stick it, and and then that those days you struggle. You know, you can always look back on that and say, you know, I just kept fishing and it happened. And you know, um, it's just one of those things. You know, just gotta just stay after it. It's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing. So, how do listeners that want to get involved in tournament fishing find out about your events and get involved? Uh, you know, we're, we're really, uh, big Facebook guys. Cause we, we just have a lot of updates. And of course we have a website, powerpoleredfishtour.com, but on Facebook, it's powerpole pro redfish tour and everything's on there. Uh, we put updates, you know, pictures from results, everything and, and our website too. So we have one is powerpoleredfishtour.com and one on Facebook is powerpole pro redfish tour um, on Facebook. So, you know, between those two, my phone number's on all of that stuff. And I'm, I'm really good about returning calls and emails and anything like that. So that's the easiest way. And, uh, you know, we're done for, we start in Tampa in December. Okay. Uh, like I said, we, we just, we just do not do summer, you know, survival reasons and other things, but we, uh, now that Tampa's open back up from the closure, uh, December 3rd or 4th, whatever that Saturday is, 
is our first event uh, this you know will be the 2023 season uh, starts in Tampa and then it carries on from there and we already have our schedule um, on Facebook right now what we're doing next year so um, that's the best way to keep up with us. You uh, you uh, are quite the impressive man. Obviously, the founder of Gills. What you're doing on the tournament trail. The website gills-gear.com. I highly recommend you check out the gear. It's phenomenal. Thank you so much, Kent, for taking time out of your vacation. You're a hardworking man, bro. I don't know yeah. that many people that are like, I'll be on vacation, but I'll uh, I'll join you for a podcast. Uh, hey, you know, you you it's people like you, uh, partners with Gills and, and Captain Mike Anderson. I mean, this is you know. You guys are awesome, and you know we're, it's it's an honor for us to even have you guys on our team. So you know this is this is just a big family of people that are all have the same goal, and having the right people like yourself has really really helped us out through all this. I appreciate you so much, my friend. Enjoy the rest of your vacation, and uh, we'll talk soon. Okay, thank you, Mike. Thanks, brother. Be good. Well, I certainly hope you enjoyed that podcast as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. My dear friend Kent Hickman there, the founder of Gills Gear, uh, really a neat guy. Again, passionate, um, you know, and coming up inventing or creating the Gills brand, um, did a great job there. And then what he does now as a, as a tournament director with some of the most innovative tournaments uh, in the redfish scene that we have, uh, super, super cool stuff. So again, I hope you enjoyed that. I certainly was looking forward to it and, and enjoyed every minute of it. The Real Animals Podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, ritampabay.com, and Spotify. Remember, it's important. Subscribe, rate, and review. That really helps us out. We're going to try and drop our new episodes on Tuesdays, so make sure you uh, keep your eyes open for them. The Real Animals Podcast is always presented by Contender Boats. If there's somebody out there you would be interested in me interviewing, you can always drop me a message on Instagram at Real Animals TV or on Facebook at The Real Animals Fishing Show. And thanks for listening. We appreciate you.